This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Friday, December the 3rd. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, you can hear why there are calls for the park and ride in Canterbury to be scrapped. Plus, we've been along to the opening of Europe's largest lorry park in Ashford. But first today, a case of the Omicron variant of coronavirus has been confirmed at a Kent school, thought to be the first in the county. Someone at Norfleet Technology College near Gravesend tested positive early last week and has now been told they have the new strain. Unlike with the other variants, any close contacts will now have to isolate for 10 days. The school has issued a statement. This is what it says. The school has a risk assessment which has been followed throughout and anybody who may have been in close contact with the infected individual has been contacted directly through NHS test and trace. We wish to assure the community that we are doing all we can to follow the guidance and ensure we mitigate the risk as far as we reasonably can. We will continue to work closely with all necessary agencies and follow the guidance we are given to keep our community as safe as possible. And news from another school in the county regarding COVID. The Abbey in Faversham has been criticised after it emerged. Pupils have been removed from lessons and given detention for wearing face masks in classrooms. Students say they They've been covering up to protect vulnerable relatives against the virus. The school says masks are only recommended when moving around the school and in communal areas. And wearing them in class is a barrier to communication and learning. Well, we'd love to know what you think. You can vote in our poll. We're asking, should pupils be allowed to wear face masks in class? You can also leave a comment at the bottom of the story. We've also been told today that part of Kent now has one of the highest COVID infection rates in the UK. Latest figures show there are 716 cases per 100,000 people in Ashford, which puts it 15th in the country. Across Kent, more than 2,000 people tested positive yesterday, but hospitalisations and deaths dropped slightly last month. It's as a message from a senior minister is again to keep calm and carry on with Christmas while scientists keep learning about the new variant of COVID. There are now a total of 42 cases of it in the UK right now. Neil Lomas is from Leaf Hotels, which has hotels in Dover, Folkestone and Canterbury. He was on the lowdown last night chatting to Leisha about it. I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I think, you know, we've already had sort of the Kent variant and we've had the beta and we've had the delta. So realistically, we should have expected another variant of the virus to hit the sort of headlines at some point. Um, I don't think anybody realised it was going to come this quickly or it would sort of start propagating the population around the world so quickly. Um, And of course, just before Christmas, really not good. Just a member of the public, I'm presuming with, you know, somewhat limited science knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is it hard to keep up with all of these, you know, new developments and restrictions that are coming out all the time? I think... Everybody is just totally confused. We don't know what to believe. What is scaremongering? What's fact? What's fiction? What is assumption and what is not? Um, and I think that is playing on the public's mind, along with the fact that, well, we're all vaccinated. So why, you know, the vaccine was there to stop or to help us get over this and not to sort of have to react to it. And 
the first sort of you know variant of significant impact comes out and we're all we're all fearing lockdown we actually asked our audience on on kent online facebook a couple of days ago whether they were worried about it impacting christmas and this was one of the responses from helen she said she's not concerned at all and they've got their plan and as a family they're sticking to it i guess that must be quite good news for you know you guys if i come to neil you know unless restrictions are put in place it seems that there are a lot of people who are very happy to just continue the way they are. They're not really too concerned about the variant. And I guess then you are going to be having those people coming through your doors into your business, you know, generating that revenue for you because, you know, they don't seem to be too worried. So we hope. I mean, touch wood, we've had very little cancellations, certainly with regards to the fear of COVID. We've had cancellations because people have caught it and are having to self-isolate. Um, but the bookings for Christmas are looking immense. Um, I think people are aching to get out and celebrate Christmas because they weren't really able to last year. And I think you will now find, and you're starting to see it online in comments, that they're going to do it, they're going to go out and celebrate no matter what. And finally on COVID today, a new study has found the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are the most effective booster options, backing up a government decision to order millions more doses. Kent Online News. Next today, and there are calls for the park and ride service in Canterbury to be scrapped. The council's been making a loss from it as passenger numbers continue to fall short of pre-pandemic levels. Last November, they agreed a seven-year deal with Stagecoach to provide the service, but there's a suggestion of replacing it with another system. Well, Joe Wright has written the story about this on Kent Online and joins me now. Joe, firstly, can you just remind us how many park and ride routes there are in the city? Yep, there are three park and ride um, routes in Canterbury. Um, they've been around for a long time, um, since 1990. The three are in terms of usage, you've got New Dover Road on the southern side of Canterbury, um, which is the most popular. Um, and you've got the Wingcheap Park and Ride, which is used by people coming in from the Ashford direction. Um, and then lastly, you've got one over at Sturry Road, which is um, on the eastern side of the city. So used mainly by people coming in from Thanet area and Herm Bay and Whitstable. Now, before the pandemic, they were, of course, a very popular way of getting to and from the shops, weren't they? But not so much now. Uh, no. So we've seen a um, quite a drastic fall in numbers. Um, obviously, the pandemic was uh, massive and people weren't using it at all, um, which is very understandable. Um, yet, if you look at figures compared from February 2020, um, 30,000 people were using the service every month. Um, and now in September 2021 is the most recent figures, it's 15,000. So it's more than halved um, in the space of about uh, 20 months. Um, so it's, it's a great cause for concern for the council um, when um, the numbers aren't seeming to pick up at all, which is is a bit of an issue. Absolutely. And I'm sure they would have hoped that those numbers would have increased significantly by now. How much money exactly are they losing then? Yep. Yeah, so um, they're at the moment operating £70,000 below budget every month. So it's a, it's a, it's a big whack of money. Um, so the, the, they've got a contract at the moment of Stagecoach, which um, costs about £104,000 a month. Um, and the park and ride is bringing in an income of about 50,000. So it's falling well short of what it costs. And then they're obviously not making any form of profit. Um, 
as they're only bringing in £50,000 a month. And the council leader has decided to speak out about it. What's he had to say then? Yep, so Ben Fitter-Harding, he's admitted this week that he's never been a fan of the park and ride service in Canterbury. Um, He says it's a flawed system which um, sees the buses being stuck in traffic um, way too often. The Sturry Road site is constantly blighted by congestion um, so users are just put off from using it um, and so yeah he's not a fan at all and he can, he says that he sees in about five to ten years time it sort of becoming a thing of the past in its current form and changing um, it's also it's quite vague as to, as to how he sees it change but he's all for a, a sustainable way in the future um, so he was maybe like the park and ride sites to be further out of the city um, and have their own designated bus lanes um, to come into Canterbury so they'd avoid the traffic. Um, but it's all it's all entwined on Ben Fitter-Harding's bypass vision for the city. So you'd have two bypasses either side of Canterbury um, and that would mean traffic would use these bypasses and stay away from the ring road, um, which would therefore make it easier for smaller hopper buses, as he calls them, to be used. Um, so people would come up, park further out from the city centre, then get on these hopper buses, come into the city, or they could e-scooter their way into Canterbury, or just simply walk in or cycle. Um, so yeah, so he's got big changes planned. Um, if they ever come to fruition, We'll see, really. Thanks ever so much, Joe. And plenty of you have been having a say about this on the story on Kent Online today. Ancient One has written, My daughter is a student in Canterbury and has used the park and ride when it's been running over the last two years. She uses it because there's no way she can afford to pay for parking nearer to Canterbury Christchurch Uni for the hours she would need. She can't use public transport into the city because she needs to drop her son to me for care and it's not feasible because we live in rural areas a few miles apart. Hopefully she'll finish before the daft idea of cancelling the park and ride is brought in if that's what they actually do. David Stewart has said park and ride schemes aren't flawed but poorly executed. They're designed for people who want to spend a significant amount of time in the city not for those popping in and out for a couple of bits of shopping in our sparse high street. Redesigning the scheme so buses from each of the three sites took them to strategic locations such as West Station, University, Hospital, Christchurch would make the scheme more viable. And finally, Canterbury Esk has written, we need to reduce the number of cars using the city centre in Canterbury. We need more services, including bus services for the park and ride so that people use them. There is not enough parking in central Canterbury for those who would no longer use the park and ride. You can, of course, continue to let us know your views by leaving a comment on Kent Online or via the post on our socials. Two men from Scotland have been arrested on suspicion of terrorism offences at the port of Dover. They were stopped while trying to leave the UK on Tuesday and officers seized a vehicle and several digital devices. Properties in Glasgow and Clydebank have been searched and the men in their 40s have now been released on bail. Detectives investigating the murder of a Kemp mum are spending a third day searching near a railway line in Hastings. Southern trains between there and Ashford are being cancelled again. 34-year-old Alexandra Morgan went missing from Sissinghurst almost three weeks ago. A 40-year-old man from East 
Sussex is due to go on trial next May. France has rejected Boris Johnson's idea for British police and soldiers to carry out patrols on beaches around Calais to stop people making the dangerous journey across the Channel in small boats. Both countries are under pressure to address the refugee crisis after 27 people drowned on their way to the UK last Wednesday. The French Prime Minister says he will look at some other proposals put forward. The Conservatives have held on to their seat in the old Bexley and Sidcup by-election. There was a low voter turnout and a 10% swing to Labour, who came second. New MP Louis French was asked whether the Tories' reduced majority was down to Boris Johnson's handling of COVID and parties at Downing Street during lockdown. Well, I'm not going to deny it hasn't come up at all. But like I said, most people have spoken to me about local issues. They realise that this was a vote for a constituency MP to get in, to get stuck in and deliver on the promises and the priorities that they had, which were crime, health and local transport and other issues. The by-election was triggered by the death of former Cabinet Minister James Brokenshire. A lorry driver who tried to smuggle more than a million pounds worth of cocaine through Dover has been jailed for six years. The 46-year-old from Poland had his truck stopped at Dover's eastern docks by customs officers who found the drugs underneath the driver's seat and inside the lining of the bulkhead. We've been told he did it after being offered just 500 euros after suffering financial problems. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. The Kent Online podcast has been told there's been a huge increase in the number of child abuse image offences recorded by police in Kent over the past five years. New data shows they've dealt with 5,187 cases in the county since 2016, with the biggest rise happening during the pandemic. In the 12 months to March 2020, with nearly all of that year, as you will remember, being pre-pandemic, there were 1,185 cases of child abuse image crimes reported to police here in Kent. The following year, that increased to 1,391. So that's a leap of 206 or just over 17%. Well, now the NSPCC are urging the government to strengthen the online safety bill to stop inappropriate material being spread on the internet. Richard Collard is from the charity and has been speaking to Jamie. So the statistics we released today show a really worrying picture of child abuse across the UK. Um, Across the last five years, we've seen over 100,000 cases of child abuse imagery crimes. Um, And this is across the UK as a whole. And that's a 37% increase on the first year. And for Kent specifically, we've seen uh, a a trebling of the number of offences. And we know that often this is coming from social media. So groomers and abusers use social media as a, as a sort of a smuggler's cove for creating and sharing and trading abuse images on an industrial scale. Sure. So it's the calling on the government to strengthen that online safety bill. What sort of things would you like to see from them? Sure. So it's a really complex issue. And what we need is a solution that effectively maps on to the problems that we have. So some of the problems include, like I just said, um, moving uh, abusers using well-established pathways to move children or images of children uh, from one platform to another uh, and to escape um, any uh, sort of uh, oversight that might exist there. And we need uh, the, the bill to tackle this in the round and force the technology companies to work together to tackle this issue. We want there to be uh, named responsibility in the technology company. So there is a specific person in each technology company who has the role of protecting children and it's their responsibility 
to to make sure that children are protected. And do you think the pandemic has made the situation worse as well? You know, kids being at home on tech uh, more frequently as well. I think that's that's definitely added to this. There's really been a perfect storm of abusers spending more time at home on their computer without other people around them. There's been more children at home uh, using uh, you know, technology to stay in contact. And there's obviously been you know, uh, a lot of loneliness that comes with a pandemic. So if a person reaches out to a child, they're more likely to, to, to have those conversations um, you know, where they might not have done before. Medway Council's paid £3,000 to a care leaver who experienced delays in receiving the support she was entitled to. The Ombudsman has asked bosses to apologise to a young woman who waited four months to get help with accommodation while studying for a degree. They've also agreed to pay £500 towards her private counselling costs and say they'll learn from the case. Five Kent secondary schools have been named among the best in the South East. Sevenoaks School has come fifth in the list of independent according to Parent Power, the Sunday Times School Guide for 2022. The grammar schools in Tunbridge, Dartford and Tunbridge Wells have made it into the top 10 for state schools. It's the final day of strike action for lecturers at the University of Kent. Staff at the Canterbury and Medway campuses have walked out for three days in a row over pensions, pay and working conditions. The university and college union say more action will follow if employers refuse to negotiate. Kent Online reports. Europe's last the largest truck stop has opened in Ashford today. The site on the Henwood Industrial Estate in Sevington has space for 650 lorries, as well as state-of-the-art facilities, including a gym and restaurant. Now, it's hoped it'll put an end to illegal parking, which has blighted the area for many years. Well, Tommaso Domidio from our colleagues at KMTV has been along to the facility. I'm Damien Green. I'm the MP for Ashford. Why is this good for Kent? Why is this good for Ashford? It's particularly good for Ashford because having hundreds of extra spaces for lorries to park uh, makes it less likely that lorries will be parking inappropriately around Ashford. Uh, specifically, they, they park in industrial areas, in business parks, which often get in the way of trucks going in and out of those companies uh, early in the morning, uh, and almost worse, in residential areas where you know, it, it causes disturbance and noise to people. So the fact that there's now no excuse to have illegal parking like that around Ashford uh, is very good. And you know, we need more of these around Kent. Luxury new seafront homes could be built in Herne Bay, which developers claim will be the first of their kind. The owners of Kane's Amusements want to build the £1.5 million homes on the Western Esplanade. If the plans get the go-ahead, the houses would be equipped with cinemas, gyms and iPads in the walls. A reminder, if you're heading out and about this weekend, the Stockbury Roundabout is going to be closed. The M2 London-bound exit and entry slip roads at Junction 5 will be shut from 8 tonight until 5 on Monday morning. It's so utility pipes can be moved for the huge new flyover that's being built there. Extras are wanted to star in a new movie being filmed at Dreamland in Margate. Empire of Light stars Olivia Coleman and will be directed by Sir Sam Mendes. A casting agency is looking for people with an 80s look for some paid background work. And a Kent pub has won a competition to find the UK's best roast dinner. A panel of judges has rated meals based on taste, service and value for money. The owner of the Eight Bells in Hawkehurst says it's a real honour to be recognised on a national level. Kent Online Sport. 
First up, football and the Gillingham boss says he's keen to add some players to his squad in January. Steve Evans is going to meet with the club's chairman to see what, if any, deals can be done when the transfer window opens next month. The Jules won't be in action this weekend as they're already out of the FA Cup, but they return to action on Tuesday night against Rotherham United as they look to climb out of the League One relegation places. And in cricket, Kent Zach Crawley has finally managed to get some play ahead of England's first Ashes test in Australia. He hit 45 runs for a Lions side on the final day of their warm-up match in Brisbane. The game ended in a draw with rain washing out the first two days. Joe Root's team face Australia in the opening match of the series at the Gabba next week. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on Kent Online, you can see what the secret drinkers had to say about the Tiger Moth pub in Chatham. Plus, we've been along to review Kent's biggest panto, Jack, and the Beanstalk at the Marlow Theatre in Canterbury. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American Pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.